0: Hello everyone and welcome to Our Empowered Voices. This is Kay Walker with my podcast partner Sandy Evenson. We're here to bring you stories, stories of women in different phases of their life, stories that share the ordinary miracles of ordinary women that become extraordinary to someone listening to them, stories of empowerment. I welcome you
1: to come sit with us and listen. Oh, hello man. everybody welcome back to our empowered voices this is sandy with Kay walker and today we're really pleased and excited to have penny plouts with us because she's uh pretty much a longtime friend and coach and um she's here especially to talk about uh, reinvention who are we becoming these days and I always go back to a a r p calls it reimagine, but I love the reinvention to always be striving to become more of who we are, more of our true selves. so here we go, Penny, talk about us and what we're doing today
2: uh, well we'll just see what we're doing today i I do have a new book that I have out that is about um coming clean and becoming more of ourselves and, and loving loving our bodies and being being feeling good in the skin we're in and that kind of thing. But but it's it's way beyond that. I, I often find that everything is connected, you know, you you think it's just an issue, say, with body image or something, but then this maybe the same theme that runs through with money or relationships or the whole thing. So I think sometimes when we address one thing, it shows up in a lot of areas in our life. So when we start to get a handle on that, that one thing, then everything else tends to sort itself out a little bit too.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we were talking right before we, we started recording this and we were talking about history where, where a person comes from, where where you've come from. And it's, and so I, so I would like to go on that theme for, for a second. We were looking at, it's not that you, not that we need um credentials to prove right but but where where did this come from like like give us give us a swipe picture of yeah yeah. background yeah of of you as Uh, yeah like why would i be you know and now you're adult and writing books and there's probably you know we know that three-year-old is in there and so just whatever you'd like to share yeah. I'd like to see that picture as as we go into this mm-hmm.
2: yeah well I feel like I've always been an odd little being a quirky little creative one and, and and you know for the longest time I used to think oh there's something definitely wrong with me and now I realize that's what's right with me and um and I've I've usually, I've recently been um, exposed to access consciousness, and, and that's just blowing my mind and opening my world with all these questions, and they say, you know, what we think is wrong with us is what's strong with us, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one too, because, you know, we think that we need to be like everybody else to fit in, to belong, and really what we need is more people, more examples of people being uniquely who they are and you know i can say that like you know the question who do you want to be when you grow up or what do i want and then when people are asked that oftentimes you just think oh i don't know because you know it's a big question and how do i get to be more of myself and i think part of that is to just and this is a big one but to let go of the judgments that we have about who we should be or what we should look like or what we should be doing or or what and, and not just on ourselves but everybody else i mean there's a huge freedom in feeling like okay that's you know it's not good or bad right or wrong it's just, it's just it's just what it is and and the other day i started thinking about who am i when i'm not judging myself and and there's like this lightness of being that comes out of me it's like oh yeah, I used to like to do this and that. And and I'm like, why am I not doing that anymore? It's like, wow, well, because yeah, I'm an adult now and I'm supposed to be serious and all of this. And I'm like, no, no, that's no fun. So yeah. uh, it's just. But, yeah.
0: So, but, but as you say that, what I remember, because, because we have been doing this work together for a few years, is I remember that light piece of you you always brought that light piece to us in in our groups with your questions and yeah you know i think uh,
2: what's happened in the last
0: year and a half
2: you know with the world being the way it is i got there's a part of me that i'm like a bookworm i just love to learn and learn and study and i can be by myself and i can do all that but it's like i don't i need to see myself reflected in other people mm-hmm. so how much I need to be in community with people. Because when I'm in community with people, maybe it's because of the seriousness that I just think, what can I do to lighten this up? Or what can I do to make this more playful? Because people aren't really used to that. Or if they are, they think, oh, that person's just silly or foolish or whatever. But most people are really longing for more joy and mm-hmm. more, more happiness about Well, it was last January, so it was before COVID really hit. I was in Arizona with my parents. They go there in the wintertime, and, and I saw these hummingbirds. And I got it to where the hummingbird would come and drink out of my hand. And it was just, I was like so, so excited. And so I was telling people about this, and then I said, I'm really missing joy. And so I did what I called the hummingbird sessions, and it resonated with so many people because so many people are like yeah i need more joy i need more joy and then i've heard some other people say you know when we get to the end of our life we're probably going to look back and say why didn't there's so much joy to be had why didn't i experience more of it and so i'm kind of on a on a mission and um i like to keep hummingbirds around i have a little hummingbird necklace and i have a hummingbird out feeder outside my house now and uh just to remind me and in the last week more i've seen more hummingbirds than i've seen all year and i think it's just because i'm calling them in it's like okay i need a sign bring me a sign of 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 me knowing that i'm not crazy here that this yeah. that just like intending and allowing and receiving it you know it can show up so um yeah and and it's funny that i would even say that because you know, talking about the whole journey, I think um, I've always felt this way, but I was usually made to feel wrong about it because a lot of people didn't look through that lens of seeing life as a beautiful, magical, uh, you know, arena. It was more like this: is, life is tough. It's hard. We've got to do this and that, and and so I was just always the weird one, you know, the the square peg in the round hole. And and what I have noticed is, you know, when I'm around people who also are like that, then it gets to come out. And I think we just really have to be aware of who we're surrounding ourselves with, because we we can really cut that part off. And I think in the last year, when there was so much isolation, you know, I just kept divorcing parts of myself to just get along and just be safe and just do this, when in fact, I knew Everything was as it was supposed to be, even though it looked the way it did. It's like, it's okay. There's something at work here. You know, we're the world is reinventing. The world is becoming awake. You know, it's it's okay. So um, the more I bought into the fear, the more, you know, the less joy I had. And then about, well, I've been on a healing journey for about six months now. And um, it just made me realize that no matter what, I can't give up the parts of me that knows what I know and, and, and I can't pretend that I'm, I'm not who I am and um, there isn't fun and magic and wonder to be had in the world.
0: Right. So yes. can you just, just so that we can get there with you so that we can show up some of those parts. Can you, do you feel comfortable going back to, I don't know if it's a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a 10-year-old, I just, I just see that in the sparkle in your eyes so so can you just give a couple examples of of those kids in you bef- before we go on to how you're developing
2: them now yeah, you know i think um well i grew up in a very small farming community and um there wasn't a lot of social stuff going on <laughs> and so i i was by myself i had a brother and sister we're all very close in age and so you know, we'd always play, but it was usually two against one. And since I'm the weirdo, you know, but on the other hand, it's like it really developed my imagination. So um, I and and I was always aware of my body and um, the joy of movement and that kind of thing. So I um, but what happened in, in my teenage years is um, I became anorexic. And I think I had uh, I had a grandmother who was quite obese and limited her, her mobility and that kind of thing, and I just thought, "Okay, that's not gonna happen to me and so you know as you start to develop and these things happen, you're like, "What's going on with my body i better I better not I better not be attractive or I better not do any of that. I better just you know keep myself really small and and all of that and um so that was an interesting time because I think there were a lot of things that felt out of control in my life, and I think I thought, well, I can at least control what goes in my body, and um, luckily I was able to recover from that. And um, you know, if you ever recover, I mean, there's always an awareness of that, but. It informed you know kind of my career path because then I um, became a fitness instructor. I managed a health club i I did a lot with um, health and wellness. I was a health and wellness consultant for a long time. I um, would work at spas i 'd work at health clubs, all that kind of thing and then then I decided, but I need to engage my mind a little bit more so then I went to academia and then I worked in at a at colleges I worked at some community colleges and and then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm sitting way too much. I need to get the whole, I need to get the whole being involved here. And so then I've been interested in coaching for quite a while and, and all the possibilities of that. And, um, but it's funny how we have to keep reminding ourselves and coaching ourselves because it's like, okay, whenever I'm not feeling good, it's like, I need to just ask my body, what what do you need? And And so many of us treat our body as like, luggage or something we just carry around instead of treating it like a conscious being that it is and saying and and giving it the love and attention like instead of saying i'm eating this it's like body what what do you want to eat today what what do you want to wear today what would you like to do and i just feel like so many of us the only kind of communication we have with our body is uh criticism and um just bashing it and and so the body will do whatever we say so if we look wake up and look in the mirror and like oh my god I look so old today or look at this or that then the body's like okay that's what you want I'll give you more of that and if we'd say oh you gorgeous goddess you know then the body's going to respond
0: to that too so um that's that's true and for some of us and I'm pretty sure that you went through this at some point in your life that's that's hard to do Like when you say, I've got, I've got a mirror that I, that I wake up to every morning and it says, good morning, beautiful. Um, And sometimes I I started doing it before I, before I could feel that. It's like, I, I need to see that because I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm pretending and now I'm a fraud Mm -hmm. because that's not true
2: it's not true that you're beautiful because I can tell you, you are gorgeous. <laughs> you, okay. You beam beauty. All the, I mean, I've never once seen you look at you. Now.
1: See, yes, you face I face. agree.
2: I mean, there's never a time when there is not love exuding from your whole being. And that to me is the most beautiful thing. And same with Sandy. I see her there with her. I love your short haircut. And you just look so sassy and wonderful and healthy.
1: and <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes.
0: And and thank you. And it is a journey. And I just wanted to acknowledge in presence that sometimes we start from a place that's, yeah. that's hard to move from. That- exactly right and so acknowledging those feelings of less than or sad or not liking e- even even hating you know yeah. just acknowledging that that's where i am this morning and right in that and that journey through and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to pretend some sometimes people don't want to do that it's like no i don't want to pretend that's dishonest yeah. so there's other ways of working with that. So 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 for our, so for our, our women our audience that that see you and, and we and we're going through this journey with you and they resonate. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge it's not always easy and you have to start and you can do that and that's what we want to hold. Even though we're right here and we don't know you out in our audience land we're holding that space for you. I feel that. And I feel goosebumps right now. Yeah. To hold that space for what we talk about. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: yeah, that's so true because some of us don't have any relationship at all with our body except hatred. And one thing I say in my book is you can't hate your way into a body you love or a life you love at some point, you have to, like, I remember at one point, I wasn't really that happy about being back in the Midwest, I had I lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I loved it. And then I was back. And I'm like, I can't hate my way out of this place. So I learned to love where I lived. And I I looked around, I'm like, look at these rolling hills, or look at this. And then the more, you know, you can move on with something once you've kind of made some peace with it, or or learn to accept it or allow it to be without any judgment but it's it's tough because we were given so many messages about what we should look like and what we who should be and and all of this and you know one of the big things that i have found as i've been and i've been on this journey my whole life i mean some people say um like i've said i could have written this book i was born to write this book but i Could have written it years ago, but it took me a whole lifetime to get to this point of being able to say it with this perspective and this amount of forgiveness and acceptance and the whole thing. But um, I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say about uh, about the the journey. It'll come back to me. I always say it's like a airplane going into a cloud. It'll come out the other side.
1: It's so true. (laughs) I'd love it on if you would. I'd love it if you could um, expound on your book a little bit more, like um, how how that when reading it how it goes and and the beauty of how you put it together, um, and particularly coming to a place of writing a letter to your body.
2: Yeah, yeah. So here's what happened <laughs> last year. So I started out, you know, with the hummingbird sessions and, you know, I'm going to find my joy. And then I went to Bali and there was, you know, I did find my joy in Bali. It was beautiful there, but I was in Bali at the very beginning of March. And so when I was in Bali, the world changed. And so when I flew back home, it was like, what has happened here? Did I, you know, it's like everything was different because everything was in lockdown and I was very lucky. I think I'm one of the last people who got out of the country to come back and at first, I thought, oh, I've just done all this healing work. And I'm, you know, in Bali, it's very, very hot and humid. So we were in our bathing suits a lot. And if you have any body images, being in your bathing suit all day long isn't your favorite, you know, outfit to wear. But, you know, I, I said, okay, I'm coming to terms with this. So I, when, when I landed and I'm back and everybody's panicked, I... I guess I was out of the country when that full blown panic hit most people. So I was kind of removed from it. So I'm still thinking, yes, we can, you know, I was born for these times. I'm here to help blah, blah, blah. And so I started doing a lot of Facebook lives and things, trying to help people and keep people excited. But then I think, you know, I feel a lot of things and I think I just, the fear kind of got to me and at a certain point I'm like, I, I can't compete with how scary it is out there and, so I just started eating a lot of junk food and I, you know, I started gaining some weight and I was just like, well, if we're all going to die, I might as well die with some chocolate or so, or whatever. <laughs> you know? <So> it's like, <laughs> and, and, uh, but then I realized, you know, get yourself together here. So I, um, I've done different cleanses before and, and I decided I, I should probably do a cleanse again. So I I started with um, this thing called Shape Reclaimed, and um, I I got results really quickly, and it seemed like really a good cleanse. And so then I was excited, and my friends were saying, "What what are you doing?" And and then I told them, and so I got a group together, and facilitated this cleanse in the fall. And what I did, along with you know, they'd have a eating protocol and the whole thing. But I would also give my coaching because, you know, I just love it's like, what are you doing? How can I help? you? <laughs> and so one day I had this idea that we should just write a letter, a love letter to our bodies, because, you know, wouldn't it be nice to give our bodies some love and attention? And, you know, everybody hears that. And like, yeah, good idea. Does anybody wanna do it? No, no, no one wants to do it. And I'm like, well, I won't ask anybody to do what I won't do myself. So I sat down and I wrote the letter and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a lot to say here. And what's funny is I went to post it in our group and then somehow it disappeared, you know, (laughs) into the ethernet somewhere, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna write this again. And the second time was even better and more inclusive. And then I started sharing that. And then I, it's a tough thing to get people to do, because it's kind of like when you know you have to have root canal. (laughs) It's like, this is gonna, you know, maybe be a little bit painful that we're gonna have, but on on the other side, you're gonna have something like, a—I call it a living, breathing document, this love letter, because I got to say things to my body and apologize. I mean, I've been incredibly cruel to my body. I've stuffed it, I've starved it, I've denied it any pleasure. I've, you know, there's just so many things when I think about it. If my body was another person, (laughs) you know, they would never be around me again. And so um, just being able to kind of reconcile that whole thing and say, oh, oh, Oh honey, <laughs> oh, I have some splaining to do. I definitely have some splaining to do here. And um, just being with my body in that way, and um, I realized that I hadn't listened, I hadn't, I hadn't loved or adored it. I hadn't, I hadn't received. I hadn't given myself the things that I very could, very easily could have done. And you know, it, just something as simple as resting when you're tired. Heaven forbid you sit down <laughs> or take a nap. You know, it's like no, we must do these things, and 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 so many times, even when we eat, it's like that's the one comfort. You know, and in our my eating psychology program, um, we called it um, a substitute. Um, i can't (laughs) like a psychological substitute when you're when you substitute food for for love or whatever you need and then we condemn ourselves because we ate all that food but if that's the only source of our comfort or the only source of giving ourselves a break i mean i just feel like we have so many judgments about the ways that we're just trying to be loved and be accepted and and when we can be with ourselves and we can and when we're eating we might know like okay i want this but i don't need a whole a whole bag of it or a whole bunch of it you know but it takes being conscious enough while you're eating or whatever you're doing to say okay because your body will tell you it's like okay i'm good i don't need that or i don't need food i just need to drink water or i don't need uh, to drink water i need to be in water you know yeah. So, so there's all these subtleties and your body is full of this information, but many times our brains try to override because our brains think they know it all when our body is really so intelligent. I mean, what else can, can make a baby, keep a heartbeat going? Do I, I mean, our body does a trillion different functions without us even being aware. And yet we're like,
0: well you don't look this way or, you know, it's like, that's true. And when I was reading, so I started reading your book, I've known you, I've been in groups. I do the work. I I thought, (laughs) and I started reading this and then you got to the part of, and we're going to write a love letter to our body. I'm going to have to write a love letter to my body. It's like, no, I think I'll go do the dishes, (laughs) you know, like I need to put the book down for a minute because this is uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so I knew it was, and I obviously came right back and started going through more things. I followed one of your suggestions of reading the book so that I could get it into my system before I sat down and was resistant. Yeah. The next thing that I saw that just made me kind of take a breath and relax was all you need to write a love letter is love it's like oh okay well i'm back on board with penny now and thank (laughs) you so yes this this is a brilliant book and it's it's what i it's what I need it's it's what you're talking about is being conscious with our body,
2: yeah, and if you think about it, if you treat your body like your best friend, then you always have somebody fun to do something with, you know it's like oh, okay, my body here, and we can do this fun thing, and it's like I've got the greatest companion there is um uh an audio um the woman's name is Bella Ruth It's It's quite a mouthful, but she does these guided visualizations and she has one on body image. And she, I remember one of the lines is like, you're my most loyal friend, my constant companion. And, uh, you know, and all these perceived imperfections that we have and these judgments we have, but it's a, it's a lovely guided visualization about, um, and there's so many, there's so many great ones now, um, on insight timer. There is, um, the, oh, gosh, there's just so many, but there's one where a woman does like 10 lessons on loving your body. And she does a thing called body apologize, ap- apologies. So we just say all these things and then we say, um, body celebration. So it's kind of the same thing, but, it, and another, one of the things that she says in that course is, um, we're the only ones making the judgments on our body like we think i mean maybe we hear other people say things but but she said like think about when you're having fun and doing something and then think about when you're feeling awful but you're in the same body so it's just it's more of a mind judgment thing than a than a body thing because you're still the same person and you can still have fun over here you're just not thinking that you're you need to be judging your body. It's just, you know, there are those times. I yeah, I it, just I just feel like that judgment is such a big key. And it's just something that I've come across lately and I'm like, "Oh, my goodness. If I could just ease up on the judgment, you know, I could have a much better time."
0: Yeah. So I so I love what you've done with I think it comes from your website, five ways to come clean. So the book is coming clean. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But but your five ways, and you're and you're talking about all of those as we, as we go through. Did do you do you want to talk about where those five ways came from? Did well I you know a lot of them are just
2: you know being present. So um, what happened for me? Okay, so I last year then I did the cleanse and I did all that and then I was getting ready to do the book and in March of this year i lost hearing in my left ear and just it just came on suddenly and i i I didn't know i mean for the first couple weeks i just thought my ear is plugged and what's that about but then i thought i had vertigo because you know i i couldn't even get out of bed because i couldn't well (laughs) i couldn't leave the toilet because i was vomiting for 24 hours because i i my balance you know everything but i think what happened is my hearing had gone. So it threw everything off. And I didn't know that because, you know, when you've never had something, you don't understand what's going on. And um, so um, I thought, well, isn't this something? I mean, I'm just in the middle. I'm almost having my book published. It's about loving your body. And the worst thing has happened to my body that I've, I, I mean, I've had some other things, but this was like, oh my gosh. And My world had gotten smaller because I had been isolated as everyone was, but then it got really small. I mean, never say how (laughs) my world can't get any smaller than this because it can. And, you know, suddenly I felt like I was disabled and I couldn't, you know, I, I just kept thinking of all the things I could no longer do. One of them was just even walk straight in a line because my, you know, it was just very strange. And then um I went to regular doctors and they said, no, your hearing's gone. Um, take these steroids and it may come back. And then it didn't. And then they're like, no, it's gone. It's never coming back. Uh, we can do a cochlear implant or we can... um you know, like other Frankenstein type things, like cut your head open, put these things there, and then it'll have clicks in your head. And I'm like, I already have voices in my head. I don't think I need clicks to accompany them. You know, it's like, no. And so they're like, well, you need to do this. And I'm like, that's an interesting point of view, you know, but I, I believe that our bodies are capable of healing ourselves given the right conditions and support and nourishment, I think our bodies can do amazing things. And I'm like, why? Why not me? Why can't I be one of those people? And so I'm like, <laughs> so I have to practice what I preach every single day with this book, and I have to love the things that are working. And, and then I'm thinking, okay, you know, my first question is, what am I not willing to hear? And and all of this, and um. It's just taken me on this extraordinary healing journey. And I've met the most amazing healers in the past six months and, you know, done a lot of really deep psychological work. I mean, yesterday I was working with my coaches for like four hours and then I worked with another healer that night who just, you know, helped me clear all this stuff and it was amazing. And I thought if this hadn't happened to me, would I have been paying attention, I might have been drifting, I might not have, you know, focused on, on what's possible, which leads me to this place of where we talked about, you know, we, before we started recording about who am I becoming, because one of the things like I have read a lot of um, work from um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and, and then um, about being able to change our DNA and being able to go in and activate certain parts of our DNA that we you know, we can say, oh, I this isn't possible. Well, anything is possible. I mean, there's so many cool um, scientific breakthroughs now with quantum physics. And, and then of course, as I mentioned, I, I just recently came across excess consciousness and that's just blowing my mind because there's just so many possibilities. So what they say is like every day when you go to bed, you just say, I'm gonna destroy and uncreate everything I am right now so that I can be open to even more uh tomorrow so the the big question there is how does it get any better than this and that works like when you were um saying about you know when you look in the mirror and you think oh no 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 that's just a big fat lie i do not you know i'm not gorgeous i'm not whatever but what you can say is how does it get any better than this Because even if it's good, or I mean, we take that good or bad judgment out and just like, show me how does it get better than this. And it's amazing what starts to show up. I mean, I, I'm sort of astounded in the past, since I've been on the healing path, all the synchronicities that show up and that are available when I'm paying attention. And one of the things I think I put in one of the five steps of um, coming clean, one is to be present. And what this hearing loss did for me is that it put me in what I call the ever-present present, present. because there's not a moment that I'm not aware of what's what's happening in my ear, because you would think if you can't hear, it'd be very quiet. It is so loud in there, oh my goodness, it is so loud. It's like, if there's other noise, then this ramps up. It's like white noise, it gets turned up. And then different things happen with it throughout the day. And, you know, I continue to talk and I've even written a letter to my ear. You know, I'm like, dear left ear, what's going on? What, what am I not hearing? And, you know, it can sound like crazy talk, but I, it's okay. I think it's excellent. (laughs) You know, I used to make a judgment about that. And now I'm like, no, it's just another possibility because, you know, the regular doctors will say, you're never getting your hearing back. And so if I believe that and say, that's my diagnosis and, um, nothing different can ever happen. So I can say, okay, how does it get any better than this? Well, you know, I could get my hearing back and, and, and I've just been exposed to so many healing modalities that I'm like, this is so cool. And I have a reason to explore them. And, and, you know, sometimes I get really scared that, um, you know, something could happen to the other ear because, uh, you know, and then I'm like, no, you know, why would that need to happen? And then, then I think about, all the things that we can have in a body. I mean, something you can lose your sight. You could lose your sense of smell. You know, a lot of people lost their sense of smell and taste during COVID. Yes. Yes. Um, Other people, you know, have neuropathy, you know, it's just made me so much more compassionate about being in a body. (laughs) It's like lots of things can go on in these bodies and that's not all working the way we want it to, but People endure so many, you know, whether it's a skin disorder, I mean, there's just everything. And instead of hating our bodies for those things, I mean, I just give my ear so much love, you know, every day, it, like uh, when you get in the shower or the bathtub, that's a great time to do it. I mean, most of us think, oh, most of us don't even touch ourselves or like not in a sexual way, but just in a kind way, like. I know we were told not to put our hands on our face, but sometimes if we just hold our own face and say, Oh, you precious little face, you know, all the things you have to face in the world. And, and, you know, like just even like rubbing your hands together and getting some energy and then that warmth and just giving it to your, your, your face or your neck or your hands or your elbow. You know, the other day I thought, Oh, I never pay attention to my elbows. And, they could use a little moisturizer. And, you know, so it's just it's just weird. But when I used to – I used to teach fitness classes um, many years ago. I used to work in a health club. I run a health club. And, and I would always say when we're stretching, it's like when you're stretching, just say, oh, you gorgeous legs. You know, how do you want to stretch today? And remind them what they're capable of doing instead of what they're not doing correctly or the way they're not looking or fitting in or, or whatever. So um, just – Presence and compassion. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so, can I just list your five things and then we'll, yeah. and then we'll go on. But I just think they're so powerful yeah. to think about. And then people can come and read more. Yeah, for sure. About this as they've listened to your infectious joy coming through. So the, So the first one, five ways to come clean. The first one is tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth.
2: Yeah. So that's the thing I say in the book is that coming clean is telling your, telling the truth to your body about your body. So, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire. We are saying things all the time that are not true to our bodies. Like, oh, you're disgusting. They are not disgusting. They are amazing. They are miraculous. They are, you know, so, um, and, and think of all the things that we've experienced in the way our bodies have protected us or the things that our body just has instinctively done to make sure. I mean, our job 24 seven, your body's job is to keep us alive and, and keep going. And we, we don't seem to acknowledge that. So, um, whenever you're saying something, you might just stop and say truth and then say the truth, you know, because, um, and sometimes there'll be a, a truth, but it'll have a lie attached to it. So we think the whole thing is, is
0: true, but there's a little lie in there. So, um, yeah. yeah. So then what you just said a second ago is part of the second one, prioritize your health. So you're yeah. telling the truth and trying to, and, and, and seeing what is and looking at your perspective of it. And now. And now this next, it's not it's not a next step, but it's but it's a second thing to be aware of is prioritizing yourself. Your yeah, health, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, in the last year, if we haven't if we've learned anything, is it's how important our health is. I mean, I remember going into a store and being afraid to even sneeze because I thought I will be ju- like they'll say get out of the store or whatever, even if it was just you know there was pepper or something there you know that may but um it's it's crazy and i and i feel like that's still going on a lot that anytime any and and maybe there's always been um judgments around what people consider if you're not healthy and uh, again having this thing happen with my ear just made me so compassionate for the things that people go through and how sometimes when people are crabby, they probably just don't feel good. And we just make judgments about that too. But it's, it's, it's a miracle when you have a good day in your body and you feel
0: good and, you know, um, Yes. And that's okay. So, so I, I, love your list. Um, So (laughs) that third one is presence is power. And so you've talked about that, but, but you just talked about it. Presence being present presence is power, yeah,, and, you are.
2: yeah, and sometimes th- the thing is, our bodies usually don't act up unless we're not paying attention to them. I mean, you know how like a small child might want your attention, and if you're not doing, they'll keep getting louder and louder and louder, and the only way our bodies really have to do that is to break down or hurt, or do something that's going to get our attention. And so sometimes, it's just, you know, we're so we want such a quick fix. And I guess the thing even with with my hearing is I'm thinking, it's going to take the time it takes. It's I'm on a journey. This is an initiation for me into this healing, and and coming into terms with my own abilities as a healer. And what is asking for me is to listen and to pay attention and so um forcing it to uh, it, it's it's like if if you are in pain and you just do like a bypass and and you think okay i've i've, I've got that taken care of but you never get to what's really going on it's going to come back bigger and better and bite you in love probably you know so so sometimes just giving it the
0: time it needs and then it, yeah. Right. And I want to come to this next one. Joy is essential. And so if you don't give it the time it needs, right, and you're, you're, you're not as happy or you're not in joy, and there's a difference, right, between yeah. happiness and joy, but joy is essential. And I see that in the thread in, in your life, but in everything that you're saying here yeah and there's
2: another question that they use in access consciousness that i really like uh, is what's right about this situation that i'm not seeing you know we usually just default to what's wrong what's wrong with me what's wrong with this what did i do wrong what is wrong and we never stop and say hey what's right about this that i'm not seeing and i can't see or i won't see because there's there's way more to something than what we first think and we know that but a lot of times we just don't uh, go going back to presence we just we don't have time to deal with that right now or we don't want to but you know like going back to Kay when you said you read the book and you said I'll go do the dishes the thing is it's marinating you know you know what's in there and sometimes we have to go let our we have to literally let it move through our bodies and let our bodies metabolize it in order to you know because sometimes I'll, I'll just write something and somebody's like how could you just do that and it's like i've been thinking about this for a year and, and i don't know maybe we, you and sandy both might have this where you your coach is principal, and one day all of a sudden it's like that's what i've been talking about for the past five years you know it's like i get it i get myself now i get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. but we you know it takes us a while to live into it you know it's like Um, living the question and being the question, instead of being so desperate to have the answer, and this is it, it's done, it's decided. It's like when you just be in that question, so many more things can present themselves and show
0: up. Yeah. So is that then what what this fifth one is, and I see this as a list, but I see it as a circle. For me, it's a circle with you know in infinity connections with this and that but is that what saving yourself so the fifth one is save yourself so is that what that's about yeah you know it's like
2: we might have these big ideas like we're gonna save the world but like when I found um as I said last year (laughs) when I came back from Bali it's like I'm gonna save the world because I'm born for this it's like you know just save yourself. If we can get through this without, you know, eating myself to death or whatever, you know? And then it's like, stay healthy, stay, stay in your power because you can't like, if I'm trying to save someone else who's drowning, but I'm drowning too, we're both going down. So, um, you know, the best thing that I can do is to be the healthiest I can be and, and, and mind, body, spirit, the whole thing. It's like, uh, The best thing I can be is an example of being me, not not being you, even though I'd love to be you or Sandy, because, you know, you're so fabulous. (laughs) I I would love that. But it's like, how can I how can I be more of me and be that gift that I'm here to be? And how can I contribute? It's like not how I can save you, because that's why I stay with the questions in my book is because the answer for me is probably not the answer for you. I mean, you don't need to lose your hearing to, to wake up and and go on a heal. You know, we all. But you might have had something else. You might have had some other issue that I don't know about. And and who's to say? I mean, we all know ourselves very well. And and so this happens. It can be we can be our greatest cheerleader and our greatest coach, or we can be our worst jailer and we can be our worst abuser. So especially for those of us who may have had some abuse, we learn that and then we become the worst person. It's like so I, I'm gonna do this even worse because I know my I know my hiding places and I can go after myself so again this extreme compassion because um, we we do what we've learned you know and, what, and when you're talking about the little child, you know there was joy, but there was also some. Things that weren't real great either, and it wasn't that um, anything was intentional or malicious. It's just like what do you do when you have such an interesting child who has such a, a different perspective on the world than anybody else in the family or, <laughs> or the town or the state? You know so what do you do with that? And, and not intending to, but you know sometimes that gets shut down. And so then we learn that. And then it's like, they don't even have to suggest it anymore, because we're already doing it to ourselves. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's such a deep dive, because once you start to find these things out, there's going to probably be a lot of grief. I mean, ultimately, we want to get to that joy place. But many times you can't get there. So you know, in March, I came up with this whole healing journey because, you know, I thought I was going to be done with it in four weeks, because that was my timeline. You know, it's got four weeks, (laughs) six months into it, I'm realizing, yeah, we can add a few more things on this on this healing journey. But, you know, it's kind of like the stages of grief, you know, when you have the anger and the bargaining and this and that. And um, you have to give those things time, because they come back you know, I find myself still today, I can bargain. It's like, okay, if I could just get it back, you know, and it's like, I have gotta give it up, you know, and then I I mean, one of the one of the pieces on the healing journey is just to surrender, but it is so hard. It is so hard to surrender. Surrender is yes. Yes. But this little practice of saying today, I'm just going to destroy and uncreate everything that I, I've been, And um, I'll create myself again tomorrow. I mean, that feels easier for me than saying, I'm done. (laughs) You know, it's like I can let go a little bit at a
0: time and say,
2: you know, how can I get any any better than this?
0: And that's right. That's right. So, so Sandy, where, how are you resonating with this? And what, what are you
1: like, what, what else do you want to know, but. But I want to know how yeah. you're resonating with it, too. <laughs> well, I'm going back to different things in my life, um, you know, about the body and then the inner parts of us and everything. But years ago, uh, probably at least um, 25 years ago, I was in an intensive three-day conference and um, with people in the beauty industry. You know, as you guys know, I, I was a hairdresser the woman who was speaking, it was kind of an optional class in the morning and like you guys I'm always like give me more, give me more on the um, personal development and all that. So um, she was addressing the idea of how you know our body hears everything that we say, whether it's uh, out loud or to ourselves and, and you know sometimes we really say a lot of crap. But she was also talking about gratitude and you know, Thanking our feet. Mm-hmm. And you know, realizing that we stood on our feet with our hands in the air 10, 12 hours a day, at least six days a week, most of us, and sometimes just the five, but it was always a lot. We loved, love, loved what we did and everything. But there was, you know, some body torture to how we did it. You know, we had to look good. We had we we're part of the beauty industry. We have to look good. We don't wear. Um, athletic shoes while we're, you know, behind that chair, right? And so that concept of just thanking my feet really took hold. And it was one of the times early on of this, this journey for me about paying attention to our bodies. And it was in the beginning of the years, um, even, even before then, when I started to pay more attention, to think about longevity and being healthy. And Penny, you know, we've talked about how I've been on that healthy journey for a long time. And it's so good to get things like you from you um, to get that presence and remind ourselves about it. So that's always been huge. And even before then, I heard the concept of getting in the shower in the morning because I was I, like you, had gone more to the anorexic side. They didn't even know what that was back then. There wasn't a word for it. When I first heard about it, I thought, that was me when I was a little kid all the way through, almost through 17 years old, somewhere around there. It wasn't, you know, too extreme, but I, you know, had five foods I ate. But anyway, I looked at uh, that journey and how I didn't know how then to eat right started gaining too much, didn't know how the heck to take it off. I was starving myself. It was just all this journey that a lot of us do. And that concept of in the shower saying, I am fit and lean. And I didn't, you know, I just said it out loud. It was like that game you play when you're telling somebody they are light as a feather so you can pick them up (laughs) with your fingers, right? (laughs) That game. like, oh, sure I am. But I kept doing it. And it started to take hold in my body and in my brain. I still didn't know how the heck to eat, but at least I was on that beginning of that journey. So I love now that you're bringing in all of this uh, mind, body, spirit, healing work into this, you know, that we do, our body does hear everything we say. um, And so much of it is learned from how we were, raised, and how we went through life with uh, teachers and peers and wherever we were. There's just stuff that we've taken on. And to shed that, and this whole idea of at night, I hadn't heard this, of course, I haven't gotten through everything of yours yet, to say, today I'm going to destroy and uncreate, which is what we have to do, we have to tear down before we can build up and and reinvent, like you say. So so the whole world is doing that right now. Let's join it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a great book. um, Well, access consciousness has a series of books, but there's a book called right body for you, right body for you. And they talk about these clearing statements and just, I mean, they really go into how conscious our bodies are. So um, yeah, I, I just, I just can't get enough of, of reading this right now. And I, I hadn't been exposed to it before I wrote my book. Otherwise, I probably would have incorporated that in there as well. But just, you know, the idea of anything before we bring anything new in, there has to be a clearing out or reconciling or an understanding of what has been where is so so when we do this, uh, destroy, uncreate, we go to that point of creation where we planted the seed that this isn't you know, good or whatever we judgment we make about it. And then we just, it's like, we remove that and, and we allow for different possibilities. So um, it's scary. Cause I, I had said um, to my fiance the other day, I said, So every night we're just going to destroy and uncreate this relationship. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And, you know, like the poor guy, I never give him a chance because I'm reading all this stuff and he has no idea what I'm up to. And then I just throw this out. And I'm like, no, this is a good thing because that means tomorrow we start fresh. We, we start over. It's like, because I think what happens when you've been with somebody for a while is that you just have these expectations, and and you don't expect them to surprise or delight you. Well, not you, Sandy, because you have Ray, and he's so special.
1: <laughs> but you know what, Penny? You're reminding me of what he did. You know, because he was um, single for several years, and uh, would tell people, "I." like living alone. I like be um you know, you know, my own, this is great. I don't want to do any, you know, connect. And when he got the, uh, divine aha, that he was ready for a relationship, he was actually in a conversation with an incredible woman who, uh, they can't remember what the question was, but he looked at her and said, I guess that means I'm ready for Relationship, right? And this is—we were—we were, we were um, acquaintances, friends at the time. We were talking about writing together, but you know, we had no concept of what was going to happen. And he stopped saying that immediately. He came home and he emptied out um, closets. He emptied out half space um, in, I think, three closets, and then he took out the couch that he never used, he was always on the floor. And he got two matching, beautiful, um, gorgeous, modern kind of relaxing chairs. And, you know, just gave it up to the universe and didn't think about it. What he didn't know was at the very same time I was going through my transformation and realizing that uh, my broken heart had broken open and I was ready to receive. So I wasn't there yet, (laughs) but, you know, we were, we were coming towards each other without knowing it, you know, and it's, I'm in that space now. He lived together in his home that he emptied closets out of and stuff. So (laughs) when you said before anything new comes in, you got to get rid of the other. I, I thought instantly of what he did here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's me. Yeah,
1: because the other day
2: I had this realization. It was the middle of the night, you know. Sometimes I think I get my downloads at three or four in the morning because that's the only time I can quiet myself enough. But I also think there's a lot of things going on, a busyness and worries, and you know. So I'm like, show me what's mine. I'll take what's mine. And um, yeah. So what came to me that night was, I pray for all of these miracles, you know, and and. The thing is, whoever hears them, and but it's like, I can't, if I'm not open to receive them, I don't even know that the, my prayers have been answered or the miracles have come because I'm not able to receive them. And so that's a big thing that I've been working on just lately is being open to receive. And so that's interesting because sometimes we say we only want to receive the good things, but I mean, I certainly didn't want to receive hearing loss, but it opened me up to so many things that wouldn't have been possible without this sort of disadvantage, if you want to call it that. It's it's changed my world. And so just being open to that and open to the gift and what might not seem like a gift can really change so many things. And and so just being willing to, to, to create a space and then allow it i mean i think we most, all of us have a hard time receiving or many of us do anyway like even receiving a compliment or a, you know it's like we deflect that and so um how can we practice in little ways just just receiving and i love it's so beautiful what you said about your broken heart broke you open i mean so many times we're quick to label these things that happen to us or like oh this is just the worst. And it's like, how do we know that? You know, maybe that's the only way that it could get our attention. And again, if we're feeling, if we have established a relationship with our body, that's then our body can comfort us. If, if it's an, if it's a loving, caring relation, compassionate relationship, our body knows what to do. It knows how to comfort, you know, it, it's like a puppy almost. It just, it just wants to be there and do whatever we, we, Ask so um, I, I think if we can just look at that like it, you know like you would you definitely pet your puppy I mean the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning my both my dogs jump on the bed and like okay we're so excited we're all here today and we're together and you're still my dogs and I still love you and we get to pet you you know and it's just like I never do that with my own body like oh wow, I'm in this body. Isn't this the most exciting thing ever? You know, it's just like, mm -hmm, what's going to, you know, it's like, is it going to work today? You know, and, and, and even the thoughts we have about aging and the ways that we, uh, Oh, it's just, we're relentless. Or at least I am. I mean, I have been about all of these things like, Oh, how did that happen? How did I get to be this age? And how did I, you know, and it's like, who says i can't have a day where i feel fantastic and so it's just like you cracking breaking your heart open it's like that's kind of what we need to do with and and you know we many times we're so interested in falling in love with someone else or falling in love with our jobs or you know this big adventure when the biggest adventure is right here right here our bodies you know uh, I, I, I said this summer uh, when I was promoting the book, it's like, we want this, uh, a summer read of a, a grand love affair in exotic places. And we can actually have that grand love affair an exotic place in our body, you know, just recognizing that, you know, there's all kinds of stories in there that we can tap into and, um, And some of them we need to clean out because some of them aren't even true. Some of them are just one, one of the great things that we can ask ourselves is who does this belong to? Is this even mine? Like one of the things I even had to ask with my hearing is who, who does this belong to? Because, um, My dad doesn't hear that well. And you know, like when you're around people that you really care for, and you want to take on or if somebody's ill, and suddenly you start feeling a certain way. um, I don't know if you're ever like in a crowd of people and suddenly you might feel like you have a headache or something. And it, it helps to to stop and say, who does this belong to? Because especially if you're um, empathic, you know, and you feel and sense a lot of other people's energy, you can easily take on things. Because, I mean, your body is so smart. It's just like, oh, and, and so willing to feel. So, um, you know, just w- one thing is uh, like protecting yourself and save yourself, you know, it's like, be clear about your boundaries. Be clear about what's yours and what's not yours. Because again, um, uh, one thing, a concept that I'm becoming familiar with is like, I love to learn. I have a lot of information and I can be like a fire hose because if somebody asks me something, it's like, yep, I've been alone for five days. I want to tell you all the things I know. <laughs> and And I have to remember that if people can only receive 20% of it, I should only give 20%, not 200% because it does them a disservice if I try to give them all of this. And then I feel bad, like, yeah. oh, they didn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't help them or, you know, they didn't appreciate
0: what I had to offer. So. Um, so Penny, that's, words. that's true. But, but, but part of that is you don't always know. Yeah. You know what, what they need. Yeah. And, and so I see, sometimes I see, and especially in you is, is the love and the joy and the enthusiasm and exuding that because it comes from, it comes from your heart. It comes mm-hmm. from your intellect, but it comes from your heart. And mm-hmm. if you give me 200%, I will only take whatever I can take. Yeah. But if you only give me less than that, then I have less to take in.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just going to say, what 20% are
0: they getting? So, you know, it's good to give them a little more. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I love all of this.
2: Yeah. I think what I, or I was thinking was that sometimes I deplete myself because I I think it's maybe more in the intention Mm. of where it's coming from, because if I'm giving 200%, to prove that I know something that's different than what you just described. If if I'm just so excited and I'm, and I'm pouring out love, that's a different thing. I've got, I've got endless supplies of love and exuberance. So yeah, the more the better, but um, yeah, I think if I'm doing it because I'm feeling somehow not enough, or if it's coming from, I've got to prove that I know what I'm talking about or this or that you know because I think you can sense if somebody's getting like if their eyes glaze over it's like really time (laughs) (laughs)
1: you're
0: you're right you're right you're right about that and and I love that piece of being aware of the worthiness yeah and and proving proving is a is
1: a is a big thing yeah so penny let's um love for you to tell us and our listeners how they can get more of you. Where do they get your book? Where do they find you uh, elsewhere, social media and your website or whatever? And we'll put it in show notes too, but just give us a little.
2: Well, I, I sometimes do a look inside the book, which is just a free call where you can come on and I can, um, you know, we can go through some things in the book. Sandy, you were on the first one that we did. And, and you know, it just depends on who shows up, what we talk about. It's never the same. I mean, we, we talk about the principles of, of the book. But um, you can. my website is comingcleancoaching.com. And so there will always be things on the website to tell you what's coming up next. I think I'm going to start something in October where... Um, I'm very interested in doing a, a series called Befriending Your Body. and Cause like Kay, you had said, um, I do one step. I, I think what would be helpful, and I had another woman tell me this too, is I think the accountability of having a group and going through it and like once a week doing one chapter because it, it takes a little while to let the questions, you know, to to sit with the questions, to be the questions, to let them marinate the whole thing. But I think when you have accountability for a group, then you'll do it more. And then, of course, my ultimate goal with the book is to have people writing these love letters and then posting them. Like I had this idea of you know the wall uh there was a movie like letters to juliet when people would write things to juliet and put it in the wall and people could go there and they could read about they want like love letters or the wailing wall or whatever where there's just a wall of people writing letters and you don't even have to sign it if you feel vulnerable but i feel like that's why i put my letter in the book is because it's very it makes me feel very vulnerable, but at the same time, if my letter can help somebody else and they can see something, because I think we all have something to share and we've all had different experiences, but when I see that somebody else is saying this to their body, I mean, so much compassion. It's like, oh, you know, I, like you said at the beginning, Kate, just holding that space. It's like when you put it out there and you share. So I do have a website called um, Love Letter to Your Body. And so you can, um, once you write your letter, you can put it there. And then what I hope to do, I haven't had any letters yet, but what I'd love to do is post the letters so that other people can go there and read them. I mean, I would just love it to become a movement. Wouldn't it be so cool if people just love their bodies. And if ever you were feeling like you're having a bad day, you could just go to the love letter to your body site and, and read and then feel, feel better. So, um, yeah. So I love I'm, that. Yeah, that will, um, I'll, but everything I put on the website about the upcoming things. So, um, yeah, I was going to do it in September, but I've been doing some trainings because this access consciousness also has a piece about the body where you can do some body work. So I'm actually doing that right now. Cause I just, you know, just when you think, you know, it
0: all, there's more to learn, <laughs> more to learn. There's more to love. So. There is. There's mm-hmm. more to say. There's more to talk about. There's more stories. Yeah. So I would love to have another session with you at some point and talk more about this, talk about the stories, talk about what's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Because, because we are. We're recreating the world yeah. through us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely are. And And I guess a thing that I feel very strong about too is that i think there are many of us who we were born for this time and even as uncomfortable as it feels we know that we're needed right now we're needed right now and we may not have been needed before or we may have felt like we were um not appreciated before (laughs) or burned at the stake who knows but now is our time and because What I realized is that, you know, when you said as a baby, I think at three, I was already like conscious and like, can I learn more stuff? Can I, can I, I I just want to know about the meaning of life. I want to, I remember at 14 on a bus talking to somebody about the meaning of life and, and like, but a lot of the people weren't there yet and weren't ready. So I was kind of probably scary to them or just weird, but now, I find people will say to me, hey, you know that thing that you were talking about at 14? <laughs> can you explain that to me? And it's like, I'm way, way, way past 14 now. But, um, but it's exciting that 14-year-olds are waking up now, you know, or, or six-year-olds. I mean, the babies come in and they're so awake and conscious now. And so it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive and share the med- like i remember in the 90s i i was a wellness consultant and i had this wellness wheel and the whole thing and i always felt like i was on this wave but it's like the wave came and wiped wiped me out instead of being like i thinking i was before my time but it's like no now's the time anytime like like now is always the time now so
1: yes <clears throat> wonderful
0: yes oh okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sitting with us and stories and where you've been and your wisdom. So appreciate it. Thank you for inviting
2: me. I I was just so excited for this day to come when I could be with both of you and, and just what you're doing and the, the wonderful things, energy that you're putting out there in the world and how you're helping people. I mean, it's so cool that we can do this, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. Who, who would have known? Because I always thought, would it be fun to have a radio show? And now it's like, well, we can have our own podcast. We can do it's whatever. It's kind, kind of like a
0: radio show. Yep. Here we go.
2: Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Oh, cool. Thank you so much.
1: You are very welcome.
0: And thanks for joining Sandy and me on Our Empowered Voices. We love bringing you these stories of ordinary women that are strong and extraordinary, strong with their own empowerment, and wanting to reach out and share themselves with their stories, to connect in this world with the rising shared energy of love and miracles. We so appreciate you being with us. Let us know what you feel listening to these stories. And we'd love to see your comments on our Facebook page, So you can also let us know of your own empowered story. Thank you and bye for now.